0: Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast, brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the ultimate homeschool podcast network. I'm Vicky and I am very excited again to have our friend Anita Gibson join us for an episode of really we just want to encourage homeschool moms and one of the best ways to do that is to hear stories. And Anita does some wonderful work in her local homeschool community as an educational strategist. And so I was wondering if we could just get Anita to tell her story, tell about her organizations and how homeschooling works in her community. So, so Anita, tell us about how you got involved as a, as a server in the homeschool community. Well, the way I
1: started was uh, a pastor of a church asked a friend of mine if uh, she would be willing to come and start a homeschool group. And so she asked her uh, homeschool girlfriends, you know, if we would join her to help establish this new program. And so there were about 10 of us and we all uh, came together and helped to create uh, this program at the church. That was back in 1996.
0: That is classic, nineteen ninety six. Like those, <laughs> those were old school days. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, those were the days. Uh, uh, you know, back we started back in the eighties where it was almost illegal. It had just become legal to homeschool. So, yeah,
0: did did you guys ever have to do like truant officer drills at the door? You know, kind no, of no. But we were reading about
1: them. It was like it was really real. It was going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, I'm I'm old as dirt. I'm almost sixty years old, and so
0: you'll catch up with me one of these days. I am (laughs) past you. (laughs) So I've been in this you
1: know homeschool thing for uh, for quite some time. But uh, so we started this program there, and in two thousand and two, the director uh, moved on, and I was offered the opportunity to be director, and so I've been the director at this church uh since 2002 which is what 18 years mm-hmm. um the church is amazing it supports our homeschool program at a level I've never seen anywhere else and um one of the things I really want to do is advocate for churches to support uh more strongly what homeschool families are trying to do
0: yeah and and that yeah. way is way more community support when you've got a church standing with you yeah
1: Absolutely. Because what the church has to understand is the students that are in their congregation also have needs for smaller, individualized, hands-on kinds of environments. Um and one of the things we're seeing really blossom, I don't know if you guys are seeing it, is that are there are a lot of women who are working, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. who are homeschooling. It's a it's like a whole new uh way of homeschooling so you got to help they need support in a different way than than we did when we were cuz we were at home
0: yeah there really has been a cultural shift um in you know homeschooling is such a good option for so many families but in order to do that many women have to work i know i had to work to uh support our homeschooling habits and yes. i was thankful for our local homeschool organizations that were able to help pull the weight of homeschooling
1: yes. with me. Yes. And I think it's going to be needed even more. So if there are people out there who are thinking about starting co-ops and, uh, group classes and any kinds of things like that, I just believe that as time moves on, uh, we, especially, um, uh, people who are Christians, they're going to, they're going to need some other options. And, um, You may may not have the money to, you know, put your kids in a private school. Homeschool is going to become the answer for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's really true is, you know, part of the reason homeschooling is growing is families need a good educational option that respects what our kids needs are. Yeah. so To have the, the whole community involved in that is a good thing. So. So what has your homeschool program looked like especially um as it's grown since you've been there in leadership
1: mm-hmm. yes so
0: we have uh
1: about 90 uh students uh we average about 90 to 100 each year uh, we offer classes in the core subjects for third through 12th grade uh and usually by the time a student is in 11th or 12th grade many times they're actually taking classes at the community college mm-hmm. uh But we also offer community because uh, things like field trips and holiday parties and school pictures, um, because one of the things I believe is we do not have the right to call together a group of people and not create community.
0: I am so excited to hear that, that we we would talk with our local homeschool. We call it an umbrella school up in our area. Um mm-hmm. we talk so much with our kids about culture creation that that they are are creating within their homeschool group and then carrying that elsewhere, a a yes. community feel, a culture, a yes. way of being together. Yes. And you and you have to teach uh
1: people how to embrace each other, uh how to embrace differences, how to handle conflict. Mm-hmm. And if you're not ready to do that, then you don't want to start a group uh, because uh, it just doesn't happen naturally. It, there has to be intention about creating a community. And like you said, in a community that is not just inclusive to itself, but is willing to reach out to others.
0: That that welcoming culture. is. Yes. If we can give this generation of children that idea of Christ-like welcome rather yes. than looking for ways to yes. be upset. <laughs> so.
1: Exactly. You know, or taking automatically assuming someone, something is different is bad. Yeah. Uh, and never taking the time to, you know, even get to know them. So, you know, we have a lot of parents and uh, we hire staff that are on site that keep eyes out on how mm-hmm. uh, students treat each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've created a student council. So if there are issues, the students, uh, we're teaching them how to go before their peers and allow their peers to decide okay this is what you know you need to do and and to watch over and hold hold these students accountable when they're doing something that does not uh encourage or support our community in a positive way so
0: they're learning problem solving skills at the same time all right all right so just mild rabbit trail off of that what are some some <laughs> tangible ways what are some practical ways you teach the the teens or the parents that are kind of keeping an eye out for things what are some tips that you give them in terms of uh, protecting our community yeah yeah so uh some of
1: the things that we encourage are uh positive talk Mm. and uh saying things that uplift um and so you know Teenagers will tend to Joan a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, so we have rap sessions. Sometimes we'll divide out the boys from the girls, and we'll talk about the reality of that and how uh, some people have committed suicide because uh, they have been uh, they felt picked on, uh, they felt like they could not be a part, and that. Um, and surprisingly, surprisingly enough, when we start talking about those kind of heavy things, they get they get it, and it's kind of like no, I don't want to be a part of that. So how do we create a more positive environment when you're at lunch and someone's sitting all over there by themselves? Why don't you go and invite them to come sit with you or go sit with them? Perfect. You yeah. know, yeah. When you're outside on the playground, it, if you just notice people are, you know, are kind of isolating, isolated. Don't just keep going with, with your group. You guys care enough to go find out what's happening with them. And, um, We've watched, you know, students who are kind of out on the edge. Maybe they've had a bad experience in their previous school, uh, you know, being slowly drawn in uh, to community um, with with their peers.
0: You know, and when teens are given the the instruction and the the role, you know, like this is just part of our culture to go find yes. that person that's by themselves and be with them or invite them in that gives them permission to be messengers of Christ. And it's just like, that's a skill they can use their whole lives.
1: Absolutely. And then then as adults, we acknowledge that the beauty of every child and even the ones who we would in the past have labeled trouble, Mm. we are learning to see them like God sees them. And we begin to call them up in terms of their behavior. We begin to say, you know what, what you just said, that's not who you are. That's not who Christ made you to be. How could you say that in a way that would be honoring or kind? And then what do you need to do to fix, you know, what has just occurred? And so we as adults had to reframe our brain and stop thinking, oh, there's that bad kid or, oh my God, here comes so-and-so, you know, those are natural (laughs) kinds of things you know, for me as a director, oh, I wish, you know, they weren't here. They create so much trouble, but God began to show me, no, they're here because I'm trusting that you're going to treat them different than most people do.
0: That I, I'm i so excited about this. Um, it, it, it sounds so much like what we have tried to create in our umbrella school locally. So it really feels like a move of God and, you know, to empower our kids to be welcoming Christ like fruit of the spirit young people like yay yes all right so, yeah. and it's not it's not
1: easy yeah. it's not easy yeah. uh it's very messy yeah. uh you know we end up dealing with sin uh you know because we all have it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so it's not a perfect environment uh but it's one where at least Christ is the head he has authority and so even how we discipline and encourage comes from the foundation of God.
0: That is I'm so excited. All right. So I so you also have academics going on there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us about what you do, like your job as an educational strategist in your community. So one of the things we
1: had to learn, especially with this new uh type of homeschool family, is everybody's situation is so incredibly unique. Yeah. Uh and so as a as a strategist as an educational strategist I have to sit down with that family and first get a feel for where they are what supports do they have what resources are available if mom you know is working certain hours where are the children how do we create uh opportunities for them to be not sitting at home by themselves I I don't advocate that um but uh how do we create environments and places where they will be safe, where they can, uh, be, uh, held accountable, uh, and all those kinds of things. So we have, uh, other, I actually created another program that is called Project Excel. Mm, Okay. And that program, uh, is a place for parents. If you know, you're working in the day where your child can come and have tutors that can give them additional support, help them get some of their work done. And then you still end up with, you know, maybe 25% of the work that needs to be done at home because I kept seeing these. I got tired of he- listening to moms crying on the phone because school, the traditional school was not working. Mm. Uh, and they knew that if they continued, they were going to lose their child. But, you know, they didn't. It's like, what other solution do we have? And so we have moms who are Uber drivers who actually assist with uh, taking students' places and bringing them back home. Uh, we have tutors that come into the home or uh, we have uh, locations where they can uh, t- drop kids off. Uh, and so uh, just lots of options for these unique families, sitting down with them, seeing what their children's uh, past report cards look like, doing some assessments with them because we've had students who've come in with great grades in say algebra, A or B. And then when we test them, we find out that they are not even able to do uh, basic math. Um, so we, a lot of times parents really don't know what their kids don't know until they're sitting down with them every day. Um, and so we help uh, close uh, those gaps so that they can be ready when they graduate from high school to either go on to college or to career.
0: That's beautiful. So you identified needs in your community. By the way, t- tell our sisters where your community is in case they want to get plugged in with you guys. Absolutely.
1: We are in Maryland. Uh, one of our sites is in Landover uh, at the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, and our other site is in Bowie, Maryland uh, at Grace Lutheran uh, Church.
0: That is so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm in the little bit different corner of Maryland up near Delaware, um, but we're in the same state. That is really cool. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Okay. So academically, if you have a young person who is career bound, like he's going to go into a trade or the military, how would you you advise him to focus his academics? So in
1: our state, uh, they have two diplomas. Uh, We offer, actually in our program, we offer a general diploma and a college prep diploma. Mm So someone who is sure that they are not going to go to college um they generally will do the general mm-hmm. uh diploma track which means um it's le- less uh math uh they end up pro- their last math usually ends up being like a business math or a consumer math um they have I think they only have to do two sciences instead of three uh they don't have to do foreign language whereas a college prep student has to do two years of the same language mm-hmm. And they only have to do maybe like two electives so they can focus more in on the area that they're moving towards uh, in terms of trade or, like you said, the military and those kinds of things. So
0: they, they really put their energy into the strength of preparing for trade or military and because we want to concentrate on our kids' strengths. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm so glad you said that because I am so tired of people not saying it but acting like if you don't go to college you're a second class
0: citizen. I uh, thank you. It, it yes, you know like as if it's, there are second class citizens like if god called a person to be skilled in a trade that is a gift. Right. that is not a class.
1: Exactly. And do you know we're looking for carpenters now? I mean, yes. they're struggling because no one is going into that field. If everybody goes to college and does that type of work
0: there will be things in our society that will be missing absolutely absolutely i yeah it yes <laughs> it's it's' a clause for me all right but on the other hand, if you had a college bound kid in one of your programs, what would you mm-hmm. have them concentrating on? so for our college bound
1: students, of course they have things like uh they they get to the higher mass um usually like not, if not trigonometry, usually at least advanced uh, math. Uh, they are taking uh, Englishes for all four years. Many times by the time they get to 12th grade and they're going to college, they're already taking classes at the community college. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do language, two years of a language. Um, and they do at least three years of science. So they're taking things like biology, chemistry, and usually physics or a physical science um they do multiple uh electives they have to do uh health uh of course PE and because we're a christian organization um what I didn't say with the general diploma is everyone does bible every year
0: yeah and that's we're, yeah the beauty of homeschooling and having an organization that's homeschooling is you you can slant the program in the way that's right for your community and to have that bible focus and have kids yes anchored that way not only in just going to church but that's just part of their their life experience that is a good life prep
1: it is and we actually offer a bible class where a pastor comes in and he does debates with them and challenges them about their faith because many of them are struggling they're struggling with what do i believe and do i really believe you know uh, what my parents are teaching me. And I try to tell parents, don't freak out when your kids say that. Yeah. It's a part of the process. Yeah. In order for them to take on this faith as their own, they I, they have to begin asking those hard questions. So don't get nervous like, oh my God, they don't believe. No, it's actually a sign that it they're trying to decide whether this is going to be their own. And the only way they can do that is they have to challenge it. Yeah. They have to ask the questions and we just have to put them in places uh, because sometimes they don't want to hear us anymore. So we're just like, wah, wah, wah to them. So we just have to put them in places where others can begin to talk to them in ways that they can hear.
0: That is just so beautiful. So totally developmentally appropriate for the teens and such a good character development for us moms while they're going through that phase. Are you kidding me? Because some moms will be freaking out. Don't say you don't know if you believe in God. Oh my goodness. It's like, you're going to get, you know,
1: electrocuted or something. It's like, mom, (laughs) they're being honest. Yeah, They just need uh, to go ahead and start digging in for themselves. So give them some tools. So don't, don't, don't just stop at it. Well, I don't know if I believe. Well, why don't you believe? Come on. Let's, you know, some people will use that as their Bible study at home, uh, apologetics and Uh, some ways to defend the faith, they'll use curriculums like that to have that student go through so that they can then begin to have their own faith. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely beautiful. Okay. All right. Anita, I have to to wrap us up, but I just feel so excited (laughs) and encouraged listening to you share about how you are serving your community. But before we do, I want to take a minute and have you talk just a few minutes about your book because I think everybody should get a copy, and I'm going to put links in the show notes. Uh, But talk talk about (laughs) Starfinder.
1: So Starfinder is a book that gives uh, principles to parents to help them find the strengths, talents, abilities, and resources of their student. It helps parents to shift their perspective to see that every child is a star, and then to begin to help that child to develop those uh, characteristics that make them a star. Um, And so uh, if you want to reach me uh, or if you want the book, it's on Amazon. Just put in my
0: name, Anita Gibson, and it will pop up uh, Starfinder. And that's beautiful. And then the name of your Facebook group where people can just give a little bit of Homeschool Mom support? It's called Homeschool Moms Motivation Lab. Love it. Absolutely love it. So we'll just put, make sure if I can find that in the show notes. And Anita, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us today.
1: I'm so blessed that you asked me. I I feel honored. You, I love the fact that we are kindred spirits and we're on the same journey.
0: Absolutely. Uh, praise God for it. All righty. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. This has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week. And while you're waiting, please hop over to iTunes and leave us a review and some stars and help other people to find us. Talk to you next week.